I think it's really important that people start out playing safe. So, so we want to start with obviously <laughs> it's gonna be the girls are still wearing the clothing, unfortunately. A fantasy of mine is like a gay thing. That's just hot to me. This week, uh, we have a Tara topic. We're going to talk about being... Tara topic. It's a Tara topic. Okay, <laughs> so, bitches. Love you. Wow. Tara gets saucy. Welcome to Sex Interrupted with Tara and James. I'm James. And I'm Tara. And we are your sexy swinging lifestyle hosts. We are here to empower you to explore your sexuality and learn more about non-traditional relationships. The swinger lifestyle has transformed our life. Meeting each other has shattered everything we thought about normal relationships. Maneuvering our way through non-monogamy has transformed our view on sex, sexuality, and relationships. We produce a show every week for your listening pleasure, and our sponsors make this all possible. If you're interested in sponsoring our show, contact us at sex.uninterrupted at gmail.com. This week we have a special show. We were guests on another show called The Rising Goddess Radio. We did a fun interview with Michelle Torrance and decided to use the show for our episode this week as there is a ton of great information for our listeners. We talk about a lot of things from our upbringings and all the way to our journey into non-monogamy. And we're just going to cut right to the show. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this next episode of Rising Goddess Radio. Today, you guys listen to the intro, we have... An amazing guest and her beautiful partner here. And um, we have Tara Rose and James here with us. You guys, my voice sounds a little shaky. I think it's just a mixture of nerves. It's a mixture of the excitement of the new moon. It's a mixture of truth coming out. So as we get into the conversation, we'll start to flow better for me. But every question I ask um, my guest, Tara, Tara, first, welcome. Oh, my God, y'all. I'm just like chopping this up in the beginning. Um, welcome so much. Um I ask all my guests one question in the very beginning. What do you love about being a human right now in this time and space? Um, wow, you went deep real quick. <laughs> I like it that you, way. Do you have like a knee-jerk reaction though? Yeah, almost. Mine was choice. Mm-hmm. The ability to have a choice. Mm, I love that. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's being in a relationship where I am free to talk about everything and anything. Ah, I love that. Um, Y'all, I was talking with them before we pressed record for this episode, and I was telling them how I've been following um, their relationship and the expression. I've been following Tara for a while on her social media, so we'll get to her social media so y'all can make sure you're following her too. Um, But I was telling them before we started recording that the dynamics of their relationship um, is really... uh, just a beautiful thing that I love watching and um, watching it unfold and express and other people get curious and ask questions with it. And I think that it's so important to talk to both divine feminine and healthy masculine regarding this particular topic um, because there's so much toxicity that's running through it. There's so much shame that's running around sex, which is you and I both share teaching in that same field in different Mm -hmm. areas. Um, And so I I really just want to kind of get started and have everybody get to know a little bit about you. Um, who is Tara before? What kind of shifted in her life? And what brought her to the goddess we are watching and looking and talking to right now? Hmm, Tara before. Tara before was... Bad. <laughs> Lots of anger, too. Mm. There is a lot of anger, I think, in my... Um, in my late teens, in my early 20s, mainly because I, I wasn't living as my authentic self. I, I hadn't accepted who I was. 
And I felt like I had to fit into this box and I was angry that I wasn't. Yeah. And I just felt like I was, you know, turning my back on everything that I was. And I started to slowly learn that sexuality and that my sexuality may have been a little bit different and not what normal, well, normal in quotation marks. Right. Right. People um, discuss when they, they talk about sexuality, what you learn in school, all of that stuff. And I just started really falling into it and exploring it more. And that's roughly around the same time when James and me met and then things kind of started to shift and change and we realized we could be in a relationship that we were in. We had a choice of what we wanted and we always had a choice and being able to open up with each other, share with each other and explore together really made me realize that um, that's, you know, (laughs) made me realize that my sexuality was, something that I didn't have to fit into a box with. Mainly. You could honor your sexuality versus being shameful. Yeah, absolutely. And I found my tribe along the way. Mm. Do you feel that James helped you bring it out even more? Like, did you feel that he was a really strong and uh, safe container for you to do that? No. <laughs> no, not at the beginning. Um, well, the way we started was, in a sense, we were friends with benefits. So yeah. Are just sexual partners. Okay. Yeah. That work together. That okay. work together. That's how we met. It got really complicated fast. So, <laughs> yeah. And I think that for me, I was always a very sexually open person. Mm-hmm. So I think that for Tara, it was probably one of the first times when we were talking just as friends with benefits that she was able to express these things. And like the same for me yeah. was not have somebody look at you and like, you know, that almost that guilt look or that mm. shame look of yeah. like, how judging. could you think of something like that? Right. Yeah. Like judgment. Yeah. And it was the first time I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. We just could freely talk to each other and not feel ashamed for what we were thinking or what we were doing because we we're only friends with benefits. There was other people that we were seeing and sleeping with and we talked all about, we it. talked about it. <laughs> So then it seems like there's no expectations. And I think that's something that a lot of people going into a relationship or if they're in a relationship, a committed relationship now and looking into this lifestyle, um, I think that there's expectations that they have to work through. How did you guys have any moments of your relationship in the beginning or as you were, you know, working and exploring all of this together where you um, were coming up into more of attachment with from fear and survival mode versus genuine love and detachment? Um, Did you find yourself in experiences with, you know, jealousy with each other, jealousy with other beings and other humans coming in and having fun or like, how did you guys start to communicate with that? Was it a, a struggle at first? or were you guys just down to just talk about it all the time? I think that's kind of, the well, for me, it was how I wanted my next relationships to go. It's like how I wanted to be able to figure that out because before I couldn't talk to my girlfriends about what I wanted. I couldn't talk to like, I had like trouble talking to my friends about the things that I wanted to do and that I had done. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I think it was like we opened up um, very early and that's kind of the reason why we were able to like progress from the friends with benefits to the relationship is because we talked about everything. Yeah. Yeah. And well, and jealousy is something that I, I know you're going to touch on, but it's one of those things that everybody's going to experience it. It's kind of how you learn to mediate almost where it comes from okay. and find out where it comes from. Mm-hmm. 
And I, I don't know, for me, I felt like, yeah, there was a lot of emotions at first because we went from being just friends with benefits and not really caring about each other's feelings that much mm-hmm. to being in a relationship. And um, then I think I had to process everything. And so there was a lot of like soul searching almost. Yeah. No. And like heated battles that we had too. like <laughs> definitely. And that was a big point of me having to understand that he was going to be with me no matter what. And that he chose me and that he wanted, he was going to be that stability for me. And for a while I didn't trust it. So it mm. took a while to trust that. Definitely. Mm. The first bit. You know, I really love that. And uh, again, I feel like the communication, the experiences um, with each other and how you guys communicate, it really lines up with how my husband and I communicate. And like we were talking before, we had talked about this for many, many, many years. And it's always been something I've been a very sexual being, but I've always been under shame. So recently I've been able to just really shed, come to my acceptance of, you know, being bisexual, being able to express it, being able to be in a relationship with somebody who wasn't casting me to hell. Um, And I think that uh, so many women who are in a monogamous relationship are having these feelings and they're they're starting to feel that shame come through. Um, And I know that you have a a wonderful course that you have your spiritual select course. Yeah. Um, And I wanted to talk a little bit about that and how your process of when you started to get into a relationship with him and having those feelings of like more of attachment and stuff, how you were able to process that shame and transmute it into allowing and love and excitement and fun. Yeah. Yeah. You want to get into that right now? Yeah, let's do (laughs) it. Okay. (laughs) Um, Well, with with Spiritual Slut, really what it is, is a program that's designed to help you fall in love with yourself, understand yourself, and also have the tools provided to learn how to explore that on a deeper level. So I really focus it more on women who are bisexual, women who are interested in um, non-monogamy and Um, Like the first, the very first session is self-love because I think that that's so important. And when I created this course, really what I sat down and thought of was what did I have to go through in order to, to get to the point of where we are now? And I, I broke it down. I wrote it all down. Like I have workbooks upon workbooks of notes and chicken scratch. And I really just fine-tuned it into a way of helping women explore themselves in a safe manner and a more of a feminine, softer manner um, without the shame, without the guilt, and um, deliver the message in a way that they're able to receive it and not feel like it's so structured and masculine. Because mm-hmm. I find sometimes when you go to like psychologists or therapists, sometimes it is very masculine energy. And for women who are softer, very empathetic, like, like myself, mm-hmm. it's hard to open up and it's hard to explore. And sometimes you want to know that it's okay when you start hearing stories and things from somebody who's actually been through it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. <clears throat> I, um, have you always known about your sexual identity or have you, have you known and run from it or, or has it just evolved into you becoming aware of it and taking action on that exploration? Does that make sense? I don't know if that question yeah. came out. No, I, I think I get it. Um, I've always been a sexual person. Mm-hmm. 
even like my early teens. I think I lost my virginity when I was four, 14. Okay. And sex was something that I enjoyed. I really liked it. Mm-hmm. And I'm a Gemini, so I'm very curious as well and like to explore a lot yeah. sexually. And the more that I started to do that into my like late teens, early 20s, the more I was slut-shamed for that mm-hmm. with the people around me because I wasn't in a community that was so open and accepting and loving. And then when I started, <clears throat> excuse me, to find the lifestyle, the community, the tribe is really when I could explore it more mm-hmm. and without shame. It was just the community really seeing that it was possible, seeing there's other people like that feel like me mm-hmm. really changed the shift and put it in a different gear for me. Yeah, it, it sounds like the confidence really came up with the community, um, yeah. you know, and, and having that safety there. So for listeners out there who are curious about this, obviously, you know, definitely go and check out Tara's page, go check out her website and everything. Um, and that was the first segment with Michelle Torrance from the Rising Goddess Radio. We would like to thank Michelle for having us on her show. It was a great conversation. And I think that she does an amazing work with her podcast and as well as her courses that she offers Uh, and we're going to come back to the radio show after a quick commercial break so stay tuned stay tuned in and turned on to a sexual evolution here on the sexy lifestyle network are you ready for your erotic journey Join host Lexi Silver every week for SDC's Seek, Discover, Create, the radio show. Whether you're new at this journey or well-traveled on the sexual road, we'll help you find your way with guest experts and hot topics about sex, relationships, and your health. You can also connect with the communities of SDC.com for even more advice and discussion. Listen every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Mystery Vibe is where the best of humanity and technology combust into your pleasure. Personalized, the world's first body-adapting vibrator. Crescendo adapts, bends, wraps, and vibrates in your every curve and crevice. Use solo, duo, trio, or more. And with an app control that commands your pleasure across 12 presets. Oh, and you can even make your own vibration. Crescendo is adored by all, from feminists to Forbes. Go to mysteryvibe.com now for your pleasure. Personalized. Welcome back to Sex Interrupted with Tara and James. This week we have a special show. It is our podcast that we did with the Rising Goddess Radio, Michelle Torrance. And now back to the show. 
for people who are curious in their local areas, you know, what would you recommend for them? Um, would you recommend them going to like Facebook groups or researching different things to find community where they feel support if they don't feel the support from a partner or not a partner, but their friends or family? Um, you know, would you feel starting there or do you think starting in local areas like uh, meetups and socials, things like that, like you guys host? It's a combination of both. Yeah. I think that, well, now even with the local crackdown on Facebook, Tumblr, yeah. and all those places, you're starting to get away from being able to have places where there are people that are like you. Mm-hmm. And I was just talking to a buddy the other day, and it's so funny how um, when you get to a point, people are always looking to find people and a community where they feel like they belong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time, um, we went through our like lives and found our way. But I think the best way to get out there is to get out there is just to go meet people because you realize that they're just like people, just like you and me, right? They're just regular people. Not everybody is a, um, you know, I don't know, like a beautiful person. Not everybody. Yeah. Not, <laughs> I, I, wanna, I don't want to say 10, but you know what I mean? It's like right. not everybody's gorgeous and everybody is, Everybody's perfectly imperfect. Yes. (laughs) Everybody has their own thing. And I think that getting out there and meeting these people, it kind of takes away that stigma of like, okay, well, everybody who's doing this is a specific way of of a person. And it's like when you get out there, you're like, oh, Mm -hmm. everybody's very similar. It's just now we have a collective way of thinking Mm -hmm. that kind of goes down a path where there's no less judgment. I'm not going to say there's no judgment, but there's less judgment. And I think it's more of an open space for people to be able to express their inner desires and wants and sexual desires and wants. Yeah. Well, and that leads to a great topic, which I know a lot of um, women fall into this particular route, insecurity on their bodies and that they feel that they have to be this perfect 10 or they have to perform in a certain way and be a certain way. um, And they have this fear based off of certain conditions or what's fed to them about this particular lifestyle or whatever fear is fed to them. Um, So by you touching on that, I think it's really important for everybody out there to listen and to pay attention that not everybody is a 10. My husband said this just the other day. He's like, not everybody is this, you know, gorgeous diamond, dramatic, perfect being with, you know, perfection all over. He's like, that's not what it is. And so I think, just like your course is with the first session is all about self-love. It's really accepting, becoming aware of what it is that's inside of you that you want and then accepting that um, and then allowing yourself to express it through and, and find a safe community for it. So I love that you guys offer that community. I love that you offer that space. I love that you offer um, that energy for people to be able to explore that. yeah you know well I you know like I said I've been following I've read some of your stories on on blogs on your website you know I've been um you know just just I've been having fun just following you guys and 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 watching everything go and and watching the exploration um and I think that uh, the more that the, the feminine is healing the more that the shame is starting to be removed the Mm -hmm. more that people are realizing that people aren't turning bisexual or gay or turning into this particular thing. People have always been this way and now we're allowed to express it. Um, And so uh, I think that, that what you guys are doing is fantastic. And Tara, I think that your confidence um, and expression and, and um, we've touched a little bit on the witch wound about this, 
I touch about this in, in what I teach. Um, and that is about like the jealousy within women and how we compare with each other and that we feel that we have to um, compete with each other. And instead of um, realizing that there's actually a lot more fun and adventure connecting and collaborating with each other in all of this. And I teach orgasmic manifestations. So this goes in a lot with, you know, what it is that we do. And so that brings to another topic that I love for you guys to talk about. Um, some questions that I've had from my community is, you know, when you're connecting with somebody sexually, there's a lot of energy that's being connected. There's um, mm-hmm. all of that happening. So when you are having an experience and you're out having fun, do you, have a fear of that do you think about that do you have a ritual do you have something that you do to cleanse your energy prior and after is that um funny you ask because when we first started out in the lifestyle um i hadn't really discovered my spirituality then i was still very lost i think i was just starting to get into meditating at that point okay no yoga no crystals like this is this is like another lifetime now. Yeah. <laughs> and when we first started meeting people, we would just meet random people and have sex with them. Mm-hmm. And then as we started to progress in, and evolve and grow individually as well as in our relationship, it didn't, it didn't feel as good as it used to. Mm. And like I used to do one night stands like when I was single and everything. So uh, it was really weird that I was starting to feel that way. And then we, we finally started to make some friends in the lifestyle, really find the tribe. Mm. And that's when we started to really have good connections with people and intimate moments. And we were also not feeling gross the next day, like not feeling that get this energy off me kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I am big with smudging. We usually smudge before we go out somewhere. And I usually try to do it the next day to just get the energy. I carry crystals everywhere with me. I always put like crystal bracelets on um, whatever ones speak to me that I need (laughs) for protection or for help communicating sometimes during Mercury retrograde. Right. (laughs) <laughs> she carries them around in her bra. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to throw this plug and I have friends actually that just launched a line. I think you know them spiritually intimate, um, but they create a bralette specifically to hold crystals. Oh my God. Um, yeah. No, I will, I will tag you. Yeah. I'm friends with yeah. the creators. So I think you'll absolutely love them. And they, they just had their pre-launch. It's their first one. So Uh, (laughs) you're gonna be you're gonna love them and they have like specific intentions too and ones come with crystals and so they're just at the beginning but they're working on workout gear and all sorts of stuff so um i think you'll totally love them i know right um well because every time she takes it off it goes I love it. I love it. There's so many women in the world that carry them. That's why this is like an amazing product. Um, So I'll definitely tag you on that. So that way you can check it out. Um, But I wrote down erotic blueprints. Sometimes I channel notes and um, before I talk with people and I, are you guys familiar with your erotic blueprint? Um, Hell yeah. Okay. (laughs) We had Kat on the show um, a while ago and um, are you familiar with Kat Tremarco? Okay. She, she does a lot about erotic blueprints. So that's where I first got familiar with it. So I'd love for you to share a little bit about, your knowledge on that and how you utilize that as a tool for you um, to have 
an awesome relationship for yourself, you know, with yourself and with everyone else. I think that everybody in the, in the lifestyle should know about it because it's a very powerful tool oh. um, to know how you're wired sexually and also the people that you're around. Mm-hmm. So I found out I'm a shapeshifter, which makes a ton of sense because um, I have so much trouble focusing on what I want. I usually can shapeshift into what other people want quite easily. Mm-hmm. Um, being empathic and highly intuitive, it's definitely something that I had to come to terms with and I didn't even know that I was doing that. And James is sexual blueprint. I'm sexual. So <laughs> we really hit it off at first. And um, we well, had, t- you can. You I'll know. tell my story. My, well, my, my, my interpretation of the blueprints, blueprints was uh, when we went to a, a tantric course and we first heard about the tantric blueprints, we sat down, did the test, did the whole thing, and I found out, like I pretty much knew, that I was sexual. I've always been a very sexual being. And almost like for me, when if you talk about like the five love languages, I'm a sixth one, which is sex. Okay. So I feel love through very sexual activity. I, I've always been that way. I don't know what it is. But when I found out that Tara was a shapeshifter, it was the first time I finally realized why when we first started having sex for like the first three years, I think it was three and a half years, we had sex all the time. And it was like sex, sex, sex all the time because that's how I felt love. But that's how I assumed that right. she felt love because if this is how I feel it, why doesn't she feel it? Right. And then I got to the blueprints and I went, oh. There's, there's other ones? There's other ones. <laughs> so I refer, to them, I refer to them now as cups. <clears throat> okay. So there's the energetic cup, the sexual cup, the kinky cup. Sorry, sexual, sensual, sensual. energetic, and kinky cups. Okay. And then the shapeshifters at the end. But the shapeshifter is like a big cup. Right. Anyway, so we got four cups. I have been filling up that sexual cup for her for like three years. And she has gotten plenty. Let me tell you. <laughs> and, right? But that's, my cup is the big cup is just sexual. So, I, you know, I could put, always put more in there. But for her, I filled up her small little cup of sexual so much that I had left out all these little other, like we had incorporated some kinky and some, some sensual, not, no energetic because I don't understand it because I'm a more literal person when I, this is touching you with my hand on her and not touching you. Right. You know? <laughs> right. But right. it was first time for me that I realized that I was filling up one cup and I was leaving all these other cups empty, which mm-hmm. then would be like, well, I'm sexed out. So then after about three and a half years, we stopped having sex almost like every day. And it started twice to, a day, and, you know, <laughs> it started to dissipate. But yeah. from there, it was my realization like, Oh, if I, I can get the sexual, as long as I fill up all these other cups and make sure that they're all nice and level. And I kind of fill them up because her being a shapeshifter is like, well, she can transverse into all of them, but for me, she would yeah. just come to my sexual, sexual side, age. and it was just like, it was great for three and a half years, and then it started yeah. falling off, and then, but then it was the realization for me to like, okay, I got to fill that sensual side, I got to fill that kinky side, I got to fill that energetic side of her. But also being in a lifestyle, it's an easy way for me to get those cups filled from other men or women, so I don't know, it's... I love that. No, I think that's a great explanation. And well, it just really drives home the communication, um, you know, and looking and speaking to somebody and speaking to your partner and trusting them and talking to them about how they would respond, how they would receive what it is that you're talking to them about. 
And that was another sexy segment from the Rising Goddess Radio Show. Please stay tuned after the break for more details. Explore your deeper desires. Listen, learn, and live sexy here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Do you find yourself lying in bed dreaming about how to spice up your love life and wondering how you are going to make it happen? It's time to have an intimate conversation about life, love, and lust on Pillow Talk with Cheryl. If you've been suppressing your emotions, wanting and waiting to talk about the way you really feel about romance, host Cheryl Besner is ready to help you challenge and change the way you approach your love life. Pillow Talk with Cheryl can be heard every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the Stay Dry Barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. Are you ready for clit whispering healthy talk? Tune in to the Get Mine Healthy Pleasure Radio Show. Founded and hosted by Dr. Malfay, Peraza Godoy, and Dominique Caretzis, this program will answer all of your burning questions in a frank, casual, and uncensored manner. We'll tell you what we know and improve what you know. Turn the lights down, grab a hot cup of whatever, and join us every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time for the Get Mine Healthy Pleasure Radio Show on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Welcome back to Sex Uninterrupted with Tar and James. This week we have a special show from the Rising Goddess Radio Show, and we're going to cut right back to it. This brings up another question, actually, Tari, when you said, you know, other women or other men. Um, I've had people ask me questions that um, they've done it before with someone. They've been in a in, uh, non-monogamous relationship. They've um, experienced it, but it was more one-sided where the man was, um, he, she could only be with a woman. She couldn't be with another man. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... This is where I find, obviously, a lot of the toxicity running through, um, and that's the, um, you know, control and the power of that toxicity. So, when there is another male coming in, um, is there any sort of uh, discord or disconnection from you, James? And then if there's another female coming in, is there any sort of disconnection or discord with you, um, Tara, or... Do you find that you have an energy, uh, an energetic connection or a chemistry with somebody else that you have fun with? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, 
There's quite think, a few in there. Well, it kind of, I think it starts out with the whole communication thing, right? Yeah. We always yeah. talk about if something were to happen in this form, we're maintaining that we do everything together. This is who we mm-hmm. are. And we're maintaining that the relationship, our relationship is the primary sort of, I guess, entity mm-hmm. that needs to be honored. Yeah. So if somebody's coming into that, we try to communicate with them that they understand that our relationship is primary. We're not going to be leaving each other mm-hmm. for anybody unless it or dating outside or dating outside of it. So if we do have an add in there, we try to make them understand that our relationship is the primary and you know, you are kind of like just adding a little bonus. Right. Right. Okay. With um, adding a third, whether it be a female or male, I, we're very selective mm-hmm. with who we allow into the bedroom in that intimacy. And because of it, um, I know bringing other women into the bedroom and just having three of us has been a very beautiful experience. Jealous in that moment, seeing him with another man, I just, or another woman. <laughs> Sorry. I, I just... <laughs> I think it's so sexy and I'm like, wow, like he, it's so hot that other women want, you know, that's a turn on for me. It makes me feel proud and makes me feel, um, and vice versa for me too. Yeah. Like yeah, I, I'm we just had a really hot male, we just had a, yeah. male threesome. We had a, what I like to call a, mm. <laughs> <laughs> Mfs are really fun. Those are kind yeah. of uh, well. That's usually the one or the fums are the ones that I go to on Pornhub um, when I'm going to have a little fun. So uh, yeah. <laughs> who doesn't? Uh, I know, right? Right. Well, there's quite a few people out there who don't, but that's what we're trying to change right now. That's, yeah. we're trying to wake people up through sex. That's the goal. Um, I. I had just a couple more questions here. Oh, uh, somebody did ask me in my group. They were wanting to know your explanation and definition of the difference between um, a consensual non-monogamous relationship and um, polyamory. And where you guys find, obviously you guys just explained your relationship is the base first and foremost. That's like my husband and I talk about our relationship is home. That's what Mm -hmm. it is. And, And then we just get to, party or whatever um and allow and all that stuff so um can i can i just stop you right there real quick i would say don't use the word allow Mm. allow is like saying and i i i have a personal problem with it and it's not i'm not saying that what you're saying is wrong sure it it is an an allowance in a sense Mm -hmm. but it's more of like i am I'm, I'm not necessarily even saying condoning. It's like we're having like a consensual conversation about con- like both of us agreeing on something, yeah. right? It's An not, agreement. it's not like I'm allowing mm-hmm. her to do something. Yeah. Right. Okay. This is the question. Own me. And the yeah. reason why I say that is because I used to get guys that like my, my muggle friends, what I call vanilla friends, <laughs> when they would I come to me and they would ask me about my weekend, and I would, you know, I would sometimes divulge a little bit and they were like, oh, that's so awesome. Well, what was she doing? And I was like, oh, she was with so-and-so or what I was, she was with somebody or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they would go, wait, how do you allow her to do that? And I would go, how do I allow her to do anything? Yeah. Like I'm not here to own somebody. And that's something that I, I try to get people to get that idea almost out of their head is like, we're not owning somebody. 
you are entering into, even if it's monogamous, you're entering consensual monogamous relationship or non-monogamous relationship where two people should be agreeing. And I always like to say, I dislike the word happy wife, happy life. I oh like, my God. Thank you. I like just to say kidding. happy spouse, happy house. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Because we together, as I said, like yeah. the, the home, like you said, mm-hmm. is the, is the kind of the, we're both here to talk about our things and then we can come to an understanding or we can agree or disagree and we can communicate about those things. But I just dislike the word a lot. No, I love that. No, I think that's a great explanation. And that really helps clear up a lot of different things because that word can bring on a different energy and a different tone specifically in this particular topic. So I thank you. I think that's fantastic. And um, I totally agree with that. Um, I totally agree with that. So, um, Let's see here. I have all these beautiful notes. I have some fun questions that I want to talk um, about at the end. Um, But I wanted, I know fun questions are always fun. (laughs) They're little like quirky dorky questions because that's who I am. Um, I think where so many people are, uh, I think a lot of people are just afraid. I think that there's so many more people who are wanting to explore the lifestyle like um, like you guys are in the way that you guys are doing it um, in that uh, that base relationship, right? Mm-hmm. That honoring base relationship, consensual relationship where you both are independent. There's not a codependent um, connection that's running through. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's really important if people are in a uh, currently in a monogamous relationship and that they're wanting to explore, talk about it. They have to remove the codependency that happens in it. Um, do you find, uh, any other, um, I know you said you're very particular and you're very, um, selective on who it is that you, uh, talk to and you make great friends and everything in the community. Um, before you started shifting into that place, did you find that maybe, um, other people were still in that, um, codependent route where they would have an experience with you and they would try and, um, I guess, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for. Um, I guess try to push your boundaries, the boundaries that you guys have set, you know, the boundaries that you said of, you know, this is, this is who we are. This is what we've set and this is what's going to happen. Um, So do you have people and how do you handle the situation or the experience if somebody starts to press a boundary that you guys have set fully? Well, I think, I think it kind of goes to one thing that I will say is that there is no right way to be in a consensual non-monogamous relationship and there's no wrong way to be in a consensual non-monogamous relationship. Mm -hmm. There are different ways of being and everybody's, and we like to say that everybody's reason for being in this lifestyle is completely valid. If you want to go out and just have sex or fuck whoever you want, Mm -hmm. sorry, I don't know if I can swear. You can totally fucking curse on this. I don't give a shit. (laughs) We're we're open here. It's Okay. For me, it's like there are people that go out there and just fuck and there are people that go out there and have meaningless sex and then there are people that go out there and just watch and make friends and then there's people who like Just like to get watched. Yeah, and just like to get watched and there's people that like like us um, that are looking for meaningful sex because we've had and I I think it goes back to what we were talking about earlier is meaningful sex versus meaningless sex. We've all had a bunch of meaningless sex. Why can't we have more meaningful sex where it actually gives you something than just having sex. Okay, so what if somebody pushes the boundary? And if somebody pushes the boundaries, I we always like to say, we always have a way out by just either giving our safe word, double squeezing on the side yeah. of the arm. Double squeezing. The double squeeze is a big one. It's like, 
And, Let's go. <laughs> and I yeah. think even almost communicating your rules and boundaries first yeah. before entering into these sort of things mm-hmm. kind of clears up a bunch of things that, you know, if you're in the middle of having sex with somebody and you've got to ask them a question, it can kind of take it away. I, when we, if we start playing with somebody in the beginning, yes, I'm always asking questions because I'm always trying to figure that out because not many people are willing to come out and say, these are our rules, these are our boundaries. Mm-hmm. But I think that, I think a more clear, clear, I guess dialogue towards that concept well, will also help people along the way and and prevent you from getting into a, a spot where somebody might push those. And I think I've experienced it probably more than you. Yes. With well, boundaries being pushed. <laughs> yeah. Just being a woman in general, sure. I do find uh, the community, the clubs, to be way more just way more well-versed in consent and absolutely I rarely get touched or groped or anything as compared to being in, you know, a normal bar or a festival even. Yeah. <laughs> Cause my butt always used to get squeezed when I was at the bar and yeah. that drove me wild. Um, but there are times where somebody's come up and grabbed my breasts or grabbed my, my ass and I've, I've just stood up for myself and I really had to lay to rest any, any trauma that I used to have around the word saying, saying the word no, Mm, that's really owning my no as well. That was a huge thing for me in the lifestyle. That was something I struggled with for a long time. And the fact that we have our rules and boundaries keeps me aligned with my truth that I set then. Yeah. And those things can evolve. They can change. They, we've had tons of rules and boundaries that have changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but saying that and communicating it, almost saying it out loud helps you communicate that and say it with authority and not feel shame around saying it either or bad. Yeah, well, and I feel too that with having your, both you guys' solid foundation, you have that solid ground to stand up and, 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 stand up for yourself and say that and, and feel that. And, um, and that was another sexy segment from our interview on the Rising Goddess Radio. Again, if you want to find out more information about this, you can head to our website at sexuninterrupted.com. You can also find this at full podcast, unedited at Rising Goddess Radio with Michelle Torrance. And we're going to cut to a quick commercial break, so stay tuned. Craving more from your sexy lifestyle? Search our businesses, services, blogs, articles, and videos. And keep in touch with us by subscribing to our newsletter. All on thesexylifestyle.com. Welcome back to Sex Interrupted with Tara and James. We've been doing an interview on the Rising Goddess Radio, and we're going to cut back to it right now. I think we were on before, before I kind of got distracted on the difference between non-monogamy and um, polyamory. So let's touch into that. Um, How do you describe the difference of that so people can understand that? Uh, Well, with consensual non-monogamy, it kind of includes everything. So it includes polyamory, too. Okay. Um, Swinging, polygamy. Hot wifing. Hot wifing, cuckolding. Any sort of kinks where you're playing with somebody else, because even though there's may not be no penetration, it's still some form of consensual non-monogamy. Mm-hmm. Um, we like to say that but, this is a big, big thing. And, okay. and polyamory is more of like, I, I would say, a more defined 
version of okay. what consensual non-monogamy is. And it's just people are, they love so many people and they have so much love to give that they fall in love with multiple people. And everybody who is involved is in agreement and, and is in enjoying the connection. Yeah. I think polyamory is more towards relationships with multiple people yeah. where consensual non-monogamy can be, you know, it just can be that be, or just what or we do that or it could be yeah. just like, you know, the term swinging. We don't right. like to use it, but sorry, our cat. <laughs> That's okay. So you said you don't like to use the term swinging. Uh, it, because a lot of people associate that word with an older style of, keys parties and going home and having random sex with whoever you got chosen that night. The problem is with that terminology, like that whole thing, it goes to the whole, what I call the fundamental flaw of the swinging lifestyle or the lifestyle and consensual non-monogamy. It's that's all about sex. Yeah. When we we're trying to get to a point where it's a lot more than that, we're developing friendships for the rest of our lives. And involving ourselves. Yeah. Involving up leveling our relationship and actually, I get a lot of messages from men, especially on Instagram, who are older, who are divorced from their wife that they used to swing with. And they say that they wish they knew they could have done swinging the way that we did it. Because what ended up happening was their relationships ended because they weren't participating the way they wanted to. Uh. And they were, and they were pushing those boundaries, and they were, they weren't saying no, and and maybe yeah. using it as some form of bypassing um, for so many things, because sex can be used in such a form as as a form of bypassing in so many ways, and the old the term swinger is reminds of like old like you know shag carpets, and you are you know walking through, and um, and it's not really uh, it, it it doesn't seem like it's something that is um, healthy. Well, don't get me wrong. It's, it's still out there. Sure. Like, there are people that are just doing. Oh, no, for sure. Know, that are, are having parties like this. It's, yeah. it's, it's not like, you know, it's not like there isn't that out there, but it's just that. There's everything. Again, there, it's, right? a, it's, it's <laughs> the stigma of the word. Yeah. It, like even on like on our local radio, our local news station, the participation. Um, word uh, of the day. No, uh, um, exercise of the day. And he said it was swinging. Like, like going on a swing, like swinging back and forth. Yeah. And he starts laughing. He's like, you know, the old fishbowl party. I can't see that. And we're sitting there like, it's really funny because he referred to swinging on a news station, which was really funny. But at the same time, it's still like, but like, again, as soon as he said, well, it's like the keys parties. It's like we're going that's where everyone thinks. Everybody yeah. thinks it. Yeah. yeah. And then, well, and that's where then that, uh, that ideal comes in and then that expectations and then it's like yes. all of this. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I love that. I think that getting the word out there and I think the fact that it's an umbrella, that it covers everything. I'm sorry. A hummingbird just came up and flew right next to me here out my Aww. window. <laughs> Hello. So I know I'm loving it. Um, uh, but I love that it, it incorporates all of it and that there's so many different levels, so many different experiences, things to explore, which is really what we're here to do in, in life. And I think um, going into this, realizing, like you said, um, 
you know, Tara, you love having choice. Um, and, you know, James, you said freedom, basically. And so by you guys going together, by you guys having this solid foundation and this experience that you're creating together, this world that you're creating, you're having the choice of freedom every single day um, mm-hmm. in your world. And having that shame gone, having that expectations gone, having the confidence to live your authentic truth um, is really inspiring. And, um uh, I really can't wait for the like more expansion of you. Like I really feel that even though we've been in a sexual revolution since like the sixties and we're burning the bras and we're doing all that shit. Right. I really feel like we are in the heart of some serious sexual revolution, not only energetically, but physically and connecting um, women are really starting to uh, become aware. I think it, I think it's really the women that are going to shift into this, um, dynamic here because they're getting rid of that shame because they're allowing themselves to stand up and live authentically and speak authentically. Um, and I think that with the healthy masculine that supports that divine feminine, it's just going to explode and there's going to be so much ascension happening in so many different ways and people orgasmically manifesting all over the world with all these other amazing humans who are experiencing this world. So I, I believe that too. I do think the women are taking the lead and that's why I created a women's course first. I didn't know if I should do a men's one, a couple's one or a women's one. And it's because women are the ones asking me, I want to get my husband in this. Mm. How do I do this? And I'm like, well, I can't just type this over Instagram messages. So right. <laughs> right. This is kind of a little bit more details on doing that. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I always like to say the one thing about the lifestyle that, it, it really does do is it does build up women to be able to mm-hmm. be their authentic sexual self because they have been repressed for so long. Mm-hmm. And I think that when you get really down to it, the community, even in itself, you find yourself being able to go out wearing probably the sluttiest thing you have in your out in your closet and being told that you look beautiful instead of, being called a slut or being called and shamed and other women being able to express this and all different types of women from every different background from anything, but they also be able, are able to express themselves how they want. If they want to cover up and be covered up, but yet still be in the sexual environment, they can do that too. But they've all, they've all found found a way to kind of, I like to say it's like women are the ones in our, in our community are the ones that stir the drink. Mm. So they're the ones that really drive most of this yeah, for big time. Yeah. Well, I for having the comfortness for women to really explore. I mean, this is what I work with with my clients for them to really explore their sexuality and be comfortable. They need to feel safe. They need to feel um, comfort and connection and um, the energy that you put out by being so open and, uh, and, um, um, honest and authentic with yourself, you are really attracting other women who are desiring that um, plus, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's um, it's really a beautiful thing. It's really a beautiful thing. And I love, you guys are only in like your young, early to mid 30s, right? We're both 31. You're both 31. Okay. All right. So that's fantastic. And what I love is I'm 39. So I'm almost a decade what? older. I know, right? You did not look 39. I would have guessed that. <laughs> um, well, thank you. Um, but what I love is that as um, 
younger, right? I don't want to say younger because I feel like the generations that are coming through are definitely older. Um, they're definitely more wise. They're definitely more um, open. They're definitely more accepting. They're definitely way more aligned with authenticity and truth. My daughter's, you know, she's been truth and authentic with me since she was 13 years old, you know? So it's, it's, it's really a great thing. So seeing the, the, you two at this age is really supporting the next generation of just coming in and having the space already there for authenticity. So it's really, I really do love you guys a lot. And I think the world is so excited and um, the collective is really um, in need of the energy, especially to clear out this, oh, this toxicity, right? Yeah. So I'm really excited for you guys. I'm really excited for everyone who's going to work with you. And now I have just a couple little fun questions. Nothing too serious. Just little (laughs) dorky questions. Um, So first and foremost, um, I already know your sign, but James, what's your sign? Aries. I'm a fire. I'm a ram. (laughs) I was going to say a fire, but I'm a Sagittarius. So I'm a ram. (laughs) Yeah, definitely fire. Um, what was the last or what currently are you either reading or listening to that's either like a conscious awareness text or spiritual text or mindset text or book or whatever? Hmm. I think one of my favorite books and I keep going back to it. Oh my God. Well, actually right now I'm reading a Tony Robbins book, which is pretty interesting because it's all about choice and that's what he's all about. Yeah. And this book is, I don't remember the name of it been sitting on my desk and I, I this I never remember book titles I remember what they're about mm-hmm. I forget the book title um and then the other one I like is a new earth okay Eckhart Tolle yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah so those are great what about you James <laughs> nothing <laughs> that's okay uh, you know what it's funny I am an audio visual learner okay yeah. I, I I he likes Joe Rogan okay podcast yeah. yeah. Well, I like Joe Rogan. I like a lot of different podcasts. I like the. I love. I love to listen to like our community because we when we went down to uh, um, an event down in the states, we met a bunch of the podcasters, yeah. and it was the first time that we had actually been out in the community in itself. And I like listening to some of their shows because it's just it's interesting to get a different perspective. Everybody yeah. has a different way of being in this lifestyle. There's no one way of doing it. Mm-hmm. Like we, like I said before, there's no right way or wrong way. Everybody's doing it a different way. Some people are just so about like making dates and getting it in and having sex and banging. And there's some people there's that are great like, podcasts about that. Oh, like there's sexy. so many. <laughs> and I think it's great to see that there are so many people that are trying to change the perception of how this lifestyle is and also trying to help people and understand that my favorite line is everybody can be in a consensual non-monogamous relationship. It's not for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I fully agree. I fully agree. The opportunity is there and you don't, the choice is there. Right. And that's, what's so great about being human and coming and choosing to come into this world. We get the, the choice of free will and whatever we do with that um, as long as we're confident in it and we're removing any sort of shame or toxicity or anything that keeps us down that doesn't allow us to stand in our authentic truth of that. Um, even if it's monogamy and you have one partner and you don't want to have any sort of other sexual relationship or anything like that with anybody, stand truth and authentic in that, you know? Yeah. Um, 
So, and that's what's so great too about this is that it feels like, um, it feels like the community is a welcoming and open community where if you're new, you're not going to feel judged or, or, um, or in, in, most, in most spaces. In most spaces. And that is our show for this week. And we'd like to thank Michelle Torrance, the rising goddess, for having us on our show. And we're going to have another sexy show next week. And until then, keep it sexy. Hey, sexy people. If you're ready to start your sexual evolution, we've got some amazing prizes to give away. Some of the great prizes include Womanizer, the most advanced pleasure product for stronger, longer, and more intense orgasms. SDC.com is giving away a lifetime membership to the sexiest online community of open-minded people. Touch from experience, warm. It warms your personal lube, then automatically dispenses it with a wave of your hand. And we can't forget Throws of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket. Keep your bed dry no matter how wet it gets. For your chance to win one of these amazing prizes, simply send us an email at info at with the word contest in the subject line. Your name will be entered into the weekly drawing and remember to visit our website regularly for a list of the winners and more information about all the amazing prizes and sponsors. Go to the sexylifestyle.com contest page and enter as often as you like. Thank you for tuning into the show. If you enjoyed the sexy show, you can find more at sexuninterrupted.com. Don't forget that you can also follow us on Twitter at sxuninterrupted, Instagram at sex.uninterrupted, Facebook, and YouTube. If you want to directly support what we do, please check out patreon.com slash sexuninterrupted today and join our community. We'll see you here next Monday at 5 p.m. on the West Coast and 8 p.m. on the East Coast on the Sexy Lifestyle Network.